doing today? I tell you what, they were talking in New Orleans today, so don't let them outdo you. <laughs> Prophet Charlie started doing that. I put the devil in check, and everybody was stomping the ground. If you were in Gatlinburg, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, we're going to open up in prayer in just a moment, but you know, I just want to welcome you here. I got a little bit of ring. Can you just turn me down just a tad? Um, I'm expecting good things, amen? You know, we're in a season. I'm going to tell you, prophetically, the Lord told me this. He said, I don't know why it's ringing, but that's okay. I'm going to stand over here. Passover is when I deal with Pharaohs. Listen to me. We are coming into Passover. Come on, the church should always understand Passover. Because it's about the blood of the lamb on the doorstep of the post, which is the, your heart. Amen. And the angel of death passed over the people of God. Come on. And they walked out with all the gold and silver. Come on. And God said, he said, I'm bringing him the promised land. He said, I am going to deal with Pharaohs and Passovers. Listen to me. That means that death, come on, destruction passes us over. Amen. And so we're not confined to the seasons that the world is going through. Come on, we're not confined to co the conditions of this earth. As a matter of fact, I am looking for the church to prosper in a way that has never prospered because, come on, because we have those that have a Joseph anointing, come on, and they know what to do, that those that have an Issachar anointing, and they know what to do, not only to see, but they know what to do. And we need to be a church. Come on, if it's just 10 of us, 12 of us, 15 of us, Whatever. We need to be a church, come on, and a body that knows what to do in these times. I remember two years ago at our Blizzard Breakaway Conference, the Lord put on my heart about prospering in famine, having no idea in six weeks that we would go into lockdown. And I remember I said this. I said, businesses that know how to solve problems will prosper no matter what the economic situation is. Listen, if we know how to be a solution, come on, then we will prosper in every season, come on, we are the head and not the tail. Come on, we are above and not believe. Come on, I'm blessed in my coming. I'm blessed in my going. Come on, I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the marketplace. I'm blessed in the country. Uh, I'm blessed. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to go ahead and be bold. On the way to Gatlinburg, you got to drive about 20 minutes through the state of Georgia. And I'm going to tell you what, I just started to pray in tongues. Come on. And, and I commanded that region. Come on, you seen the new, I commanded that region to line up with the word of God. Come on, come on, it's time. And the Lord, he said, every state you travel through, start to decree and declare that will line up with my word. Because wherever we, come on, wherever we put our feet, come on, we bring the change. Come on, the presence of God shows up because his people are there and then he moves through them and it opens up an atmosphere into things that people wouldn't have. You know, and Prophet was sharing this morning, and I'm like, man, this is how we're supposed to live in the miraculous. But we get so sidetracked. But we're supposed to live in the miraculous all the time. It is supposed to be just like Adam, walking in the cool of day with God. So anyway, I'm going to pray as Pastor Beverly and Beth come. Beverly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I almost said that a while ago. It's like, Lord. Father, I just thank you for this time, God. Father, I thank you for your presence and your spirit, O oh Lord. 
Father, I thank you that this time and this season is in your hands, oh God. Father, that we are people that are hungry. Father, we're hungry for your word. We're hungry for your truth, oh God. Father, I pray that truth would come forth tonight, oh God. Father, that you would use worship, God. That you would use the teaching of the word. Oh God, that you would use instruments. Father, that you would use the prophets to deposit in us, the people of God, a now word for a now time and a now season. Father, open up our hearts today as we give you all praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Charlie's in the house, and we're excited that he is coming to minister, but before he does, we're just going to enter into worship, amen, and he's going to bring us to a different place in the spirit, so why don't you stand with us, amen. I think we've already prayed, so let's just get right on into it, hallelujah, amen. We thank you, God. Thank you for who you are, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, that you are our shepherd. We thank you, God, that we can trust in you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We just thank you, God, hallelujah, yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. All our eyes are on you, God. Thank you, God. We're focused on you. We trust you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you're in this place. We thank you for miracles in this house tonight. Lord, we thank you, God, for signs and wonders to be released, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, God, for your presence that's in this room. God, that's surrounding us. God, that's with us everywhere that we go. God, we thank you for this nation right now. Lord, we thank you for a turnaround in this nation, oh God. We thank you for your promises for us. We thank you for freedom, for liberty, oh God. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, God, that you know every situation that we've come in here with today. God, that you're going to turn situations around in our personal life and our family. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that tonight is a night of change. Hallelujah. You for it, God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, we've been preparing, and the enemy doesn't like the word that's coming forth. But guess what? He messed with the wrong gals, messed with the wrong guys, and the word is coming forth. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe we could turn the monitor off. Would that work? And then maybe that would uh, help. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We had a phenomenal service this morning in New Orleans. And, uh, man, it's, it's been awesome. We had a great time. There was prophetic words that were given in the service and then also corporate words. And so, God, I don't even know. We don't put any limitations on the service tonight. Amen? 
He's going to do whatever he wants to do. Say what he wants to say. Holy Spirit's just going to, we just ask the Holy Spirit, we just break out in this place. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, God. We open up our hearts to receive from you tonight. God, we push aside every distraction, Lord.
you. We worship you, God. God, we thank you that you will lead us. God, that you would give us discernment, oh God. God, that we would discern the times and seasons. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I see you do it again. You made a way when there was no way. And I believe I see you do it again. I see you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I see you do it again. You made a way when there was Somebody tonight and tell them. 
situations in the natural, we would get so discouraged. But, Lord, we know that joy comes in the morning, and we know that you're working all the time, all things together for the good, for those who love you, those who serve you, those who are called according to your purpose. And, Father, we rejoice in that, Lord. You're turning things around. It may not look that way to us, but you're working behind the scenes. And, Lord, we just bless you. We praise you. Our hearts are filled with expectancy for what you're going to do in our individual lives, in our homes, in our businesses, and in this nation and in the world, Lord. And we praise you in advance, God, for breakthrough. Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is here tonight to crush and destroy every yoke of bondage. And Lord, your Holy Spirit's here to flow through the prophetic voice tonight. Lord, may that we have eyes and ears to hear in the spirit realm what you're speaking to us, your people, tonight. May we be open to receive, Lord. And may a fresh anointing, Lord, quicken our brother. I know physically he must got to be exhausted from all the ministry the past couple of days. But Lord, refresh his body, Lord. Lord, and strengthen him as he brings forth the ministry to us tonight. And we give you honor and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We don't want to take any longer in uh, worship and things tonight because we want to turn the service quickly to our uh, brother Charlie. But before we do, uh, Pastor Josh, are you coming to share something? A greeting with the people? Season or out of season, you got to be ready. Well, I'm excited, amen. I'm going to tell you, the Lord, the Lord, I was, I don't know, but I, I got spring fever. Like, I feel like freedom has hit. Come on, it's not dark at 530 in the afternoon. Hallelujah. I mean, and I just started painting everything and getting the backyard all set up, and, and, and I was listening to worship music, and the Lord just started speaking my heart to me yesterday. And he said, it's just like the days of Goliath right now. That giants are standing in the land, and they're decreeing, who will come out and fight me on this battlefield? Come on. And the church largely has shrink back. Come on, let's be, let's be real, church. We have shrink back. When they said shut down, we shut down. Come on. We put the mask on. We separated. People were taking temperatures at the door. Come on, church. But now I think God has reawakened us with the spirit of David, and we're ready to say, wait a minute. How dare you? Come on. Defile the name of our God. And we are going out on the battlefield. And I'm going to tell you, the Lord told me to tell the church this morning. He said, there will always be giants. Even in the days of Joshua and Caleb. Come on, there were giants in the land. And many people said, come on, ten of them said, we can't do it. But Joshua and Caleb said, no, we are well able. Listen, church, we are well able to take this land Yes, we have a part in political. Yes, we have a part in education. Yes, we have a part in all these things. But we have a part, the biggest part is carrying, come on, the glory of God into the earth. Come on, so that the glory of God can be as the waters cover the sea or the knowledge of it. Amen. And I just believe that's where we're going. I'll tell you a dream I had about a year ago real quick and then the prophet will come. Um, and then we will do a special offering for him at the end of service. But about a year ago, I had a dream. I was talking to you about time this morning, Prophet Charlie. And, you know, timing of God is so, it's so critical. 
It's so critical. And, and I had a dream that this, this, this guy, he was a minister in our church, and he came to me, and he said, my name is Navi. Well, the Navi in the word in Hebrew means prophet. And so I'm having this dream, and this guy's telling me in Hebrew that I'm a prophet. And he said these words to me. And, and I know it was God because it's so real even now. He said, there are times, seasons of times, and times of times. Listen to me. We have been in time since God brought Adam into the earth. And there has been seasons of times where the church has experienced the glory of God. Come on, we've read about Azuzu Street. We've heard about Bronzeville, uh, the Toronto Christian Airport, uh, you know, the Herbsey's Revival. All of these things have happened. There have been times of God moving throughout the earth and people being touched and, and saved and, and things happening. But I believe right now that the Lord is reordering time so that we will have the times of time. That there will be a manifestation that will come, but it will not leave. And that our children, come on, our children, my son right there, four months old, our children will walk in the things of God that we break through. And I'm telling you, there is an accumulation of prayers of the saints that is coming down on a time and a season and a generation. And I believe that's now. Come on. God didn't take us all this way just to leave us like this. Come on. There is an outpouring coming. Come on, there is change coming. And, and I'm just telling you, I'm fired up. And so if the devil tries to come to you and get you all up, man, throw that stuff down. Tell him to get underneath your feet. Come on. And we need to walk with the authority that God has given us. Amen? Amen. I'm going to tell you, when I pray for my kids, I tell them, I, I says, their father, I take all authority. Come on. Over the enemy in my home through the blood of the Lamb. And we need to live that and walk that way. Prophet, if you want to come, we'll get you set up. I'm going to turn the monitor back on. About, uh, can you hear me? Speaking about praying over his family and taking authority over every principality and everything that is opposing God and what he knows that God has shown and has given for his family to walk in, uh, that's the same thing that I'm doing right now. So um, I just received a phone call that I would not answer. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but there's been an attack that's coming against my family from this particular phone call that just came. And I'm laughing at the devil right now. See, I'm laughing at the devil because, see, what the devil is trying to do is trying to intimidate and trying to bring something that cannot and shall not be a part of my house. For, you know, my house is the temple of the Holy Ghost. As for me and my house, who do we serve? We serve the Lord, you see? And so right now, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so grateful for Josh just sharing what he just shared. Because it goes in line with what is going on and what's trying to attack my house. I ain't going to let the devil have any foothold upon my house and upon my family. Amen? It's just not going to happen. So let me hook up here. hooked up if it wasn't for that phone call.
So y'all this makes me whole sing it again say your blood your blood it makes me whole makes me whole your blood 
Thank you. 
gonna walk with God. Gonna walk with God. I'm gonna walk with God. Are you ready to? guy he's up there with his bass guitar and he's by himself and he's he's up there saying all of these things God speak through me breathe through me he's saying all of this stuff can this really happen is this really true is this happening yes it is yes it is yes it is I'm just doing what his word says you know what his words? His words said this. I can do all things because he's inside of me. I can do all things because he's inside of me, y'all. You know, you see, nothing is impossible to those who believe. I said nothing is impossible to those who believe. Let me ask you something. Do I have any believers in this house? Do I have any believers in this house? I got some radical believers in this house. I got some crazy faith believers in this house. Do you believe that God can move through you, speak through you, lift you out of your situation, take you to a promised land that you can have right now? Say, speak through me. Say, speak through me. Say it louder. Speak through me. Ah, come on, say it. 
little bit more. Let me see what else God can give us tonight. Hallelujah. Give me this song. Never, never shouldn't have touched me tonight. He never should have touched y'all. Because what I hear, another one will bite the dust and that will be him. Come on, I believe that's what he's doing right now. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one will. And another one will. Another one bites the dust. Hey! Don't you know that he's gonna bite the dust right now? I think I need that monitor a little bit louder, just a little bit louder so I won't get off beat. But I won't do that song again, but this is what I will do. I will prophesy that whatever the enemy has tried to do against each and every one of you, God says there's gonna be a reciprocation that he's gonna have to pay back double, triple, quadruple, of that that he's perpetrated against you so if you have lost anything and you feel like you lack something tonight it's tonight that he's gonna bite the dust we're gonna we're gonna command and demand that 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 he's taken it shall be returned unto you you know what it's called the fortunes of zion the fortunes of Zion is returning to you and I. The fortunes of Zion. You know what? This is a time for refreshing. It's time to jump in. It's time to dive into this anointing. It's time to jump in. It's time to dive into this anointing. For the breakaway is here. For the breakaway is here. No longer will he hold us down. No, no longer. No longer will he try to lie to us. We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Say, more than conquerors. More than say, I'm, I'm more than conquerors. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Now, if you believe it, let me hear you shout. Hey. reason why I'm got you saying hey right now because sometimes all you got to do is just make a noise and when it's anointed by God your hey has become a trumpet think about it when they marched around the wall seven times in seven days well it was seven days and on the seventh day they walked around the wall seven times and the Lord told them to shout and what happened the walls fell down now, what do you think they shouted? It doesn't matter what they shouted. What we're going to shout today is this one. Hey! Hey! Shout! Hey! 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 Walls fall down!
in front of you, sir, as I play my instrument, prophecy is going forth, permeating all the way through your body, and I want you to know this, God is not finished with you, God is not finished with you, I don't care what the prognosticators have said, I don't care what the prognosis is. God says you are going to complete everything that I place you here to do. For this is your greatest hour, saith the Lord. This is your time. You were born for this day. You weren't born for yesterday, though you came through yesterday. But today is the day that you are stepping into a future that God placed inside of you before you were born. So this is the day of the beginning of a life full of the glory and the kingdom and the wondrous principles of the almighty God. For you will teach principles. You will be able to go and to explain to those that have questions, that have had questions, and you will be able to bring solutions because from you shall flow answers, solutions, answers, solutions, say answers, solution, answers, solution, and get ready for this is the beginning of the rest of your life. Live, 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 said the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me hear you shout. Hey. 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 I feel the presence of God in this house today. Let me ask you something. Do you think that you are insignificant? No. I'm going to answer it for you. We are small, right? In the eyes of the world. When you uh, compare yourself to a big mega church, you say, wow, they're so huge. They're so big. And look at us. We're this little group in Gonzales. Is that how you say the name? Louisiana, who will be changed by the sound from this room? Let me prophesy to you. The world. The world be, will be affected by the sound that comes from this house. For this is just not a local house. Let me prophesy it again. This is not just a local expression. But this is a global expression. Get ready for the word, for the sound, 
for the songs shall go throughout the world and many will be blessed many will be set free I don't think y'all are excited about this come on come on this is a global expression a global expression get ready for the sound of heaven shall begin to come from this place like fire like fire and you shall be seen throughout this nation and from throughout the world they will know of the sound that's coming from gonzalez can i say that you guys are almost like godzilla huge big no don't look at yourself as being small gonzalez you have become a godzilla something huge a sound that will permeate throughout the world let me give you shout Just a few more seconds. Just a few more seconds. You, though you sit quietly, you sit quietly and you sit back. The Spirit of God says, get ready, for he's about to thrust you out. He's about to thrust you into something that is so powerful and so beautiful. And you are like an Esther. You are like an Esther. Let me just prophesy this to you. For you will be able to go into the marketplace. And those that have gathered together to bring about destructions to the ones that God has called for, you will be able to turn it around. And that destruction that was aimed at God's people shall come upon them that has perpetrated this. You are like an Esther. You will rise up. You are a queen, God says. You are a queen to him. He has anointed you. He has appointed you. Get ready for the works of the kingdom will begin to flow through you in a mighty mighty way don't worry right now don't rush ahead but you sitting back and you chilling get ready because one day and one day soon you're gonna rise up and you're gonna uh, you're gonna start moving with the sound of heaven because see the sound of heaven has a cadence and there's a special cadence for you and when you line up with that cadence you're gonna walk with God you're gonna walk with God I want you to prophesy to her. Say this. You're going to walk with God. You're going to walk with God. You're going to walk with God. You're going to walk with a little light, a little light. You're going to walk with God. 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 A few more times, you're going to walk with God. You're going to walk with God. You're going to walk with God. Now, if we all believe it, shout again. Hey! 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 That's your new shout. That's your new shout. When you gather together, and I mean, Bethany is a shout to the Lord. You shall give the regular shout. But then all of a sudden, when you feel like it, just shout how God is having us shout tonight. Hey. 
Just a few more seconds. Come on. Lift your hands up. Just a few more seconds. Hallelujah. Lord, you see, Beverly prayed for energy to come. And God allowed for that phone call to come through. <laughs> he allowed for that phone call to come through. That'll boost me up so I can continue to kick the devil exactly where it hurt. Kick him with what hurts him, which is the word of God. The word of truth. The word of faith. Come on. Because see, the devil hates those who are in the word of truth and in the word of faith. The word of righteousness. There's other words out there that the devil wants people to connect to. Those are the prognosticating words. But we're not hooked up to those words. For they come from the prince of the power of the air. And he's a liar and he's always been a liar, right? You see, before we were saved, we was under that old dog. But now we've been set free. And now we have the righteousness of him who set us free. And that's the reason why we have word of faith. Word of righteousness. Word of truth. The word of life. Amen. So just a few more minutes. Just continue to clap your hands. I'll do whatever you're doing right now. Just come on. We're just going to worship him a little bit more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I'm playing all kinds of music. for the devil right now. Hallelujah. Just a few more seconds. I hear something else. everyone just begin to pray in your prayer language just for a few seconds. Come on. Begin to pray in your heavenly tongues. Come on. Come on. Because what we're doing, we are just in the atmosphere. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Have your way. In this place, continue praying. Hallelujah. Continue to pray right now. Come on, just a few more minutes. A few more seconds. Hallelujah. We worship you. Have your way. Have your way. Hallelujah.
Holy Spirit. Lift your hands and just begin to worship him just for a few seconds. Come on and worship him. Continue to just pour out upon him right now your worship. For he is playing. He is pleased by this worship tonight. Come on. Hallelujah. You are ready. You are holy. You are worthy. Spirit, come as I lift my hands to you. I say, Spirit, come as we lift our song to you. As we lift our hands to you, I can feel your presence come. So, Spirit, come as we lift our hands to you. I want you guys to sing this song with me just for a few seconds. Say, Spirit, come as I lift my hands. Say, Spirit, come as I lift my hands to you. Sing it again. Say, Spirit, come, Spirit, come, as I lift my hands to you. As I lift my hands like this. As I lift my hands to you, I can feel your presence come. I can feel your presence come. Spirit, come right now. Spirit, come as I lift my hands to you. One more time. Say, Spirit. Spirit, come as I lift my hands to you. The young ones that are here right now, as they begin to lift their hands, not only in the church, but in the marketplace. For they were born for the marketplace. They were born and ordained to go outside of the four walls of a building and to truly walk upon the cornerstone, Jesus, in the marketplace. So I prophesy to this generation right now. They will lift their hands. And as they lift their hands, the Spirit of God shall come upon them in a mighty and powerful way. They will be preachers, as the prophet said once. And I'm paraphrasing Prophet Kim. They will be preachers of another kind. They will be evangelists of another kind. 
In other words, there will be a double portion upon double portion upon double portion upon this generation. And they will shake the very ground that they stand upon. They will begin to shake the very area that they are in. And many will begin to fall on their faces and cry out to God. Because as they lift their hands and as they worship God, the Spirit will come and rest upon them and everyone that is in their presence. Can I hear you shout to God in agreement tonight? Spirit, come as I lift my hands to you. Come on, we're going to prophesy to this generation. We're going to decree it tonight. Say it again. Say, Spirit, come as I lift my hands to you. Hallelujah. As I lift my hands. As I lift my hands to you, I can feel your presence come. I can feel your presence come. Sing it again. As I lift my hands. As I lift my hands to you, I can feel your spirit come. I can feel your spirit come. And we thank you, Lord, for your word is not allowed to return void of what you have sent it to do. We sing this prophetic song as you sung it through your prophet, your servant. Many years ago, as this was a song from your heart to your people, we decree it today upon this generation and the generation to come. Let your spirit come upon us. Let your spirit fall upon us. Hallelujah. Let it come upon us in the form of a mighty, mighty rushing wind as it did before. And let the sound of heaven be heard all over the place. And many shall come. And just like your servant Peter, when he decreed, this is just that that God spoke through the prophet Joel that this shall happen and it's happening right now and many shall be transformed in the twinkling of an eye let your spirit come we decree it in this beautiful big house of God tonight and we give you praise hallelujah come on give him praise Come on. You guys are a big house. Come on. You're not a small group. Say, I'm a big house. I live in a big house. I reside in a big house. I got a big, big house. And it belongs to God. For as me and my house, we serve the Lord. Come on. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Man, I just love the goodness of God. You know, I was, I was ministering. I was, uh, we were in the Netherlands. Okay, you can probably turn the monitor off now. You can probably turn it off because that's, uh, I'm going to be walking around and so it's probably going to tweak. 
Hey, 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 somebody said turn the air off. He go. <laughs> well, you can say I'm sweating, so, but that's okay. If you need to turn the air off. That's fine. I love the sweat. But I, I was, we were in the Netherlands. And, and you know the prophet, man. See, I know that I was working for a man that believed in discipleship. You see, Kim and his team, we weren't hirelings. We were called. You see, we were called. And see, Kim was very specific in who he picked. And the ones that he picked we could, and that didn't last, he gave them a shot. And they proved themselves that they couldn't last. And so they, they, they left. They couldn't stand the heat in the kitchen. You know, I guess it got a little bit too hot in the kitchen. But this is what Kim used to do. All of a sudden, he'll say, I want you to do this. He'll catch you off guard. We were in Ramon, Netherlands. And we went there, and the whole house was excited to hear from the prophet. They thought that he was coming on that Sunday morning service. People that came to ch that hadn't been in church for about a year or so came to church that Sunday morning. They come, man, we're going to hear this prophet of the Lord. The prophet called the pastor of the church the night before and said, hey, I'm not coming. I'm sending my guy, Charlie. He's going to come and minister. Right? Now, now, he had already told me that he was going to do this. And I said, Kim, wait. You, what? You want me to? He said, yeah, Charlie, I want you to go. And, you know, he didn't accept no. You know, my, he didn't ask me. He said, I, uh, you're going to preach Sunday morning down at the church. Kim, I thought you would know you're going to preach Sunday morning down at the church. So, you know, the pastor said, what are you talking about? He's just a bass player. And Kim said, that's the reason why I want him to preach. That's the reason why I want him to come. So guess what? He didn't have a worship team there. You know why? Because the pastor gave them the day off. And some of them didn't show up to church that morning because they had the day off. But that was okay. It was just me and my bass guitar. It was just me and my bass guitar. And the pastor, when he turned the service over to me, I mean, we didn't have any pre-worship like you guys did. It was just start of the meeting. Here's Charlie Jordan. And we're in the Netherlands, Dutch-speaking country. I don't speak Dutch. I don't speak Dutch. I can't understand it at all. So I had that on my brain. I was like, uh, I know they're going to have a translator. I never preach with a translator. Guys, it's not easy. You know, because when you get into a flow and you start speaking too fast, she said, wait, 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 I got to translate. I got to translate. And then by the time she translates, I don't forgot where I was going. Come on, it's very easy to do that, right? So when he turned the church over, he said, okay, here's Charlie. He's, you're going to preach, brother? I said, no, we're going to worship. And we did exactly what we just did here today. I was on my bass guitar, and God just came upon me. And we began to worship. And we worshiped for 30-something minutes. Just me and God and his people. And as soon as we finished, the pastor came up. We got to take care of church business. You know, they do that on Sunday morning, which is cool. The first words out of his mouth, Garland, was this. He said, I've never seen anything like this. I never thought that you can leave worship from a bass guitar. I've seen it from a guitar, 
but from a bass guitar, I've never seen that. And I said in the mic, well, this is the first time for me too, brother, so. This is God that happened this morning. And from that moment forward, I was never the same. I know that when you have faith, when you come to God in faith, when you come to him in truth, when you come to him in such manner, it doesn't matter how you sound. It doesn't matter what you can play. It doesn't matter where you are. If you come in spirit and truth, he will inhabit your praise. You don't have to sound like Whitney Houston. You don't have to sound like Bethany. Every time I hear this girl sing, I'm like, my goodness. I remember the first time when we heard her, that the, we, we were all on the team, you know, <laughs> two years. She's singing, and we said, who's that black girl up there singing? And we started looking, you know, and it was Bethany, and she was just going, and me and Kim, we were like, what? And we asked her to sing several times with us. You see, you see, because, see, when it comes to praise, it's not a color thing. Remember, y'all sung that song. It's not a color thing. It's not a racial thing, okay? It's not how good you sound. Come on, it's not how good you look. Come on, it's about faith. It's about you and God, and you touching God with your love for him, and he's going to reciprocate every time. He's going to reciprocate every time. And that's what I love about God and what happened here today. So that phone call, I'm glad that phone call came. I'm glad I didn't answer it because I know that the person calling me it was a bunch of silliness, okay? It's a bunch of silliness. So anyway, I ain't going to waste any more time with that. We're going to get right into this word. We're going to get right into this word. I'm not going to be too long, or at least I'm going to try not to be too long. Because this morning, you know, we, uh, we had a good time this morning, did we? Man, we had a good time. Where's my, where's my mouse at? I don't know who that is right there. Okay, look, I'm going to title this, Know Who You Are. Know who you are. Know that you are very, very important to God. That we have come to this point at this time in this season for the reason of him doing something great, not only for you, but more importantly, through you. Because he's looking for a people of faith so that he can work the miracles that he longs to work. It was a person at the conference that we were at Saturday. And, 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 and this person said, this is so beautiful. God loves to do miracles. He wants to do miracles. He want to work miracles through each and every one of us. And God is saying that we have entered a time that miracles, signs, and wonders are coming to his faithful. To those that have stood the time. So you're here, right? You made it through all of the mess that has been going on. You heard all of the prognosticating. You heard everything that they have presented to us from the mouth of fear. Right? They have tried to lock us down just like you said at the beginning. I love what you were saying. Because now, the way he put it, now we are standing upright and we are like David's. And guess what? We're not walking toward these Goliaths. What did David do? David ran toward this giant, and he said, you uncircumcised Philistine, I dare you come against God and his people, his people. And that's what we are about to do. We are about to get in the face of this enemy. 
of this dog, of this principality, all of this that has come against God's people. Because let me tell you something, there's a harvest out there. There are people out there that are gripped by fear, for they are ignorant to the things of the kingdom. But we are wise to the things of the kingdom. And what we have is the answer, is that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So I need you to come with me so you can have exactly what I have. Because we don't have that spirit. We have a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And not only are we going to just speak it, you're going to manifest it. You're going to manifest it. You see, it's time for us to start walking the walk and talking the talk. And what I mean by that, manifesting what God has placed inside of your heart. I want everyone in this house to say this with me. Say, Lord, whatever you say, I will say. Whatever you do, I will do. I won't speak unless you speak. I won't move unless you tell me to. So, Lord, I'm ready. So, guess what? You just made a commitment to God and watch this. He's going to begin to move upon you. He's going to begin to speak to and through you. Be bold. Just be bold. Go home tonight and say, God, I prayed that prayer. I made that proclamation. I'm ready. And look, I, I, I title this, <coughs> Know Who You Are. Why? Because I want you to know that there are people that think, well, I did this, and it means nothing. It's, it's nothing. I want you to know something. Whatever you do for God is big. It doesn't matter how it looks in your eyes or how people judge it. If you are in obedience to God, you are a giant slayer. It doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how, how, how much influence you think you have or you don't have. It doesn't matter. When you walk with God and you do what God tells you to do, you are a giant slayer. You have slayed giants. I'm going to start in Jeremiah, and we talked about this a little bit this morning. Jeremiah chapter 1, and we're going to talk about what God how God sees each and every one of us before we are even placed into the womb of our mother. This is, this is what God said in Jeremiah chapter 1, starting at verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That word sanctification means set apart, You've been set apart. You've been positioned for something very unique. And then sanctified means made holy. So when you are in your mother's womb, when we were in our mother's womb, you were holy. And that's why I'm so against, I am 1,000% against abortion. Because a prophetic word came from God through my mentor, the prophet. God called the womb of a woman a holy place. It's a holy place. You know, the women of, uh, of, in, in biblical days, they, they, they look forward 
to having babies. When they couldn't get pregnant or uh, conceive, they considered themselves failures. They, they'd say, oh, my God, I'm a failure. Remember Hannah? Remember Hannah when she cried out to God? She said, oh, God, please, if you, just, if you just grant me this one request, I will give him to you. I will give him to you. He shall be yours. She went on her face. She fasted. She prayed. And she stayed in the room. And even the person that was outside the temple said, this woman done lost her mind. She wanted a child. She wanted it. Today, society has flipped that around. They have flipped that around. The womb of a woman is a holy place, God says. Because inside of that womb, there is a sanctified, made holy creation of God. Let me go on. And then so it says, I ordain, I designate it, I set you apart, I ordain you a prophet, or I ordain you for something unique, something that you and only you can do. Each child that's conceived, each child that's conceived. And then so look what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah came back and said, but oh Lord, uh, Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. You know, let's look at that word youth. I looked at the root of that word. The root of that word actually means, Jeremiah was saying, no, God, I'm just a servant. I'm unworthy. I'm insignificant. No, you want to use me? I can't speak. I have no influence. I have no credibility. Who, who that use this person, this person here, they, they on TV all the time. They, they speak to so many people. You can't truly mean me that you're going to ordain me to do something great for you. In essence, that's what Jeremiah was saying to God, that he was so insignificant. How is it that you can say that I will be used by you? But God came back and said this. He said this, he said, do not say that I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you to. And then he asked Jeremiah a very beautiful question. Now, I'm, I'm figuring, now, when you read the Bible, sometimes you would think or you would, uh, uh, you know, kind of think in terms of, okay, I just read this sentence. So the next sentence I read happened just right like that right afterwards. But I think. Jeremiah went through a process because when Jeremiah said, I'm just a youth, God had to deal with him. See, he's no different than you and I. He's no different than you and I. You see, what we have to do is realize that the people in the Bible, the matriarchs and the patriarchs in the Bible, they're no different than you and I. They're no different. They had to go through a process. They had to deal with what God had to deal with them. Just like he deals with us. I'm just keeping it real. Because, see, when God said that I would prophesy on this bass guitar, like I said earlier, I, I didn't know what that was. And I said, I don't have any kind of understanding of what prophesying on the bass means because my understanding was that a prophet speaks in a mic and thus said the Lord. The Lord says blah, 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 blah. Right? That was my understanding. But God said you would prophesy on this instrument. But then he, 
a process took place. And finally, I understood. And I began to truly prophesy on this instrument. So the same thing happened with Jeremiah. And then so God said this. This is what's so beautiful, everyone. He said to Jeremiah, let me find here. It's about here. Uh, do not say. Boom, boom. So Jeremiah 1.11. God asked Jeremiah, so let me ask you this. What do you see? He asked Jeremiah, what do you see? After Jeremiah has probably been processing this and God has been dealing with him, Jeremiah looked over and he saw an almond tree. So he said, I see a branch of an almond tree. He didn't have an understanding what that was. He saw a tree. You see, I believe that the Spirit of God came upon him and he glanced and he saw an almond tree that was standing there. The tree just didn't materialize, but it was there. So Jeremiah said, I see an almond tree. Well, Jeremiah replied, I see an almond tree. I looked up that word almond in the Hebrew, and you know what it means? To be watchful, to be awake, to be alert. Because the minute he asked Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, well, I see an almond tree. God said, boom, you sing correctly. Because that's exactly what you see. But get ready. Because now I'm going to show you deeper things. I'm going to show you some things that when you see it, it's going to be hard to, to process at times. But you said, and don't worry about it. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to be with you. So it doesn't matter what they say and what they try to do. For you will be a prophet to the nations. I'm, paraphrase, uh, I'm paraphrasing the rest of that. But God answered him exactly with what he saw because what did he see he saw an almond tree he saw exactly that and God said you have answered correctly I prophesy this to each and every one of you in this house tonight God is going to ask you what you see when you look and when you see it call it out and watch and see your perception begin to grow because you're going to see deeper. God is going to open your eyes. You see, it says it here. It says it right here in Hosea. And, and, and I love this scripture right here. I love this scripture right here. In the book of, let's see, Hosea. Boom, boom, where is it at? Hosea 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 6. It says this. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They are destroyed by lack of knowledge. We are living in a time now that the devil has been trying to destroy this body, this church for so long, especially in this country. Because, see, this country has been just fattened on leaven. There's just been too much leaven in the body of Christ in America. And God says, it's time for my church in America to go on a diet. It's time for us to go on a diet. It's time for us to throw leaven aside, and it's time to start to dine on the unleavened. We need to get rid of the religion because, see, when you can't see, we are destroyed. That's what the Bible says here. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That word knowledge is perception in the Hebrew. We perish for lack of perception. Not what you see with your natural eye only, but what you can perceive. 
You see, so in your infancy, when God says, what do you see? Call it out. Call it out. Check this out. Remember Moses? Moses walked by the burning bush. And when he walked by the burning bush the first couple of times, the Bible said he looked up on it and he kept going. But finally, he said, I must now turn and see this great thing. The minute he said that, the voice of God began to speak. The voice of God spoke. And he said, Moses, the ground where you stand on is now holy ground. Take off your shoes. You don't need to cover anything in front of me. I have you covered. You are covered in my glory. You are covered in my glory. And then he began to perceive. What did the Bible say about Moses? Moses was a man that he, 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 he lived because he saw the unseen, the unseen thing. Moses got accustomed to seeking that which the natural eye can't see. But in the beginning, he was just like you and I. He looked up on the bush. But when he decided to see, he began to perceive. How many are ready to see tonight? How many are ready to begin to perceive? Because in your perception, you will be able to discern the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. You see, this is what God it keeps preaching through me, and I have to say it over and over and over again. We are in a time and a season where God is saying, now is the time for you to truly present your body holy and acceptable unto him as a living sacrifice for it's our reasonable service. You know what that means to me? Reasonable service is something that you do every day. It is something that you take time out of your day. I don't care if it's one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, five hours, eight hours. You give God that, that uninterrupted time and favor, then you will begin to renew what? This thing. Because, see, this is the thing that gets in the way. The Bible said that our carnal mind is enmity against God's spirit and our spirit. That word enmity means it's at war with all the time. It doesn't agree. It doesn't agree with your spirit and God's spirit. So he's given us the Holy Ghost. That's why, you know, uh, uh, we was talking at the table about a, a, a group of believers that believe that the signs and God is not speaking today and God is not healing today and all that stuff, you know. And, and that tickles me, you know, because he sent the Holy Ghost. Why would he send the Holy Ghost and then the Holy Ghost just comes down here and shut up and ain't got nothing to say? Think about it. He sent the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm, I must ascend for the Holy Spirit to come because he's going to guide you into all truth. Well, if God is not speaking anymore, the Holy Ghost is God. So how can he guide us into all truth if he ain't showing us and talking about his truth? If God ain't moving, how can we discover truth? How can we be guided to the things that God wants us? So I said, that's a lie. That's a lie. I don't want to hear it. I, I gave them the testimony. I told them a testimony about that time when I received the prophetic word that I would be traveling with a prophet. The guy's name was Dave Robeson. You guys ever heard of Dave Robeson? Well, he's part of the faith camp, man. He came out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, that's the New Jerusalem. That's what Kim used to call the New Jerusalem. 
And, and, and so Dave Robinson, he flowed in the gift of created miracles. I mean, we saw when he, our pastor's father, we called him Pop Cathers. None of his family knew that this happened to him when he was maybe six, between six and 10 years old. He outgrew his body and his spine was out of alignment. And when he held his hands up, they, you know, like stick them up, one was shorter than the other. And he was always in excruciating back pain. He just never told his family about it. Dave Robeson got this by the word of knowledge. And see, when I first got saved, I made a, if I can say this, I made a pact with God. <laughs> I said, you know what, God? I know you're going to keep it real, so I'm going to keep it real. And what I mean by this, I don't want nobody to touch me but you. I don't want to hear from nobody but you. So I was a little stupid. I was a little stupid. Come on, I'm a baby Christian, right? But God understood what I was talking about. In other words, I want the real. I don't want the counterfeit. And so I remember when people used to pray for me, and they would get mad. They'd go back to my pastor. That boy got a spirit of rebellion on him. Because what they would do, they would lay hands on me, and they'd be pushing me, Justin, pushing me. And so you know what I did? Push back. I pushed back. You know why? Because I didn't want to fall under their power. I wanted God to touch me. That's the way I was. I always been this way when I came to God. And so uh, I was just like this. He was laying hands on people, and people were hitting the ground. Boom, boom. And I said, oh, man, here we go, man, this holy roller, holy ghost stuff, man. I used to see this stuff in church. I said, Lord, oh, man, I sure hope he don't come over here and lay hands on me because I am to tell you, God, when I said this to you on January 26, 1990, I meant it. And I'm, I'm, if he, if, hey, I ain't falling, right? That's exactly what I said, right? So when he prayed for Pop Cathers and his arm went out, we saw it. It was a miracle right in front. His hand grabbed that hand and it went up and he touched Boom, he hit the floor, and everybody starts shouting. Now, this happened. He was sitting here, and me and Sharon were sitting here, and, and the minister was right there after he, you know, laid him out on the floor, right, what God did. And so I'm sitting, everybody shouting. You know what I was saying? <laughs> that was great, God, but I ain't falling if he come pray for me. I'm telling you, man, he, I ain't falling if he come pray for me. Now, have you read in Scripture when the Bible says that Jesus knew their thoughts? Yeah, he knew their thoughts. Jesus said this, too, that the works he did, we would do greater works. So if Jesus heard their thoughts, Dave Robeson heard my thoughts. I swear to God, it was beautiful. I'm sitting there, I ain't going to fall, I ain't going to fall. You know, I, I want to know about the power. I want to know about the power, but it's got to be real. Dave Robinson starts saying exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, you want to know about the power. You say you ain't going to fall. You want to know about the power. Yeah, you want to know about the power. And I'm sitting there, he said, well, who is he talking to? And I turned up and looked at him, and he was looking straight at me. And he said this. He said, you want to know about the power? You can know about the power. Yeah, because, see, you have the power inside of you. He's inside of you. 
I see you on a trip with someone. You're not the main person on the trip, but God is going to use you, and you're going to go to and fro and to and fro, and the pastor of this church is going to almost have to nail your feet to the ground because you're going to come back. You're going to say, I saw him get up off the bed of affliction. I saw the blind, and they, they couldn't see, but now they can see, and that's exactly how that came true, man. When I come back from a Kim Clement meeting, I was all over the stage. I was just fired up, right? But so here he is. He said all this to me, and he said, come on out here. And he looked at my wife. He said, yeah, you going too. You going too. So Sean and I, we went out there. Now, this is the God truth now. Put your hands up because he's coming up on you right there. I put my hands up, and I started saying, I ain't going to fall. 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 That's exactly what I kept saying. And he said, who do you think is coming up on you now? And I felt this tap on my nose. Boom. Boom. I hit the floor. Everybody starts shouting, hey, and you know what I was down on the floor saying? I fell, I fell. I was so upset that I fell, right? And so on the way home that night, we were driving up, and we lived up in the high desert, so it's about a 50-minute drive from the valley. You know, because the church we were at down in the San Fernando Valley, so we lived up in the high desert. So we're driving up the hill, and I said, Sharon, where did he touch you? And Sharon said, I don't know. I didn't feel anything. I said, well, man, he touched me on my nose. And she said, really? He said, yeah, I felt the tap on my nose. Man, I hit the ground. Man, that was, man, that was, that was true power. A week later, my pastor brought, now you young, now it, most of us, so we, we hit the VHS, right? See, now we were in the room with a bunch of millennials. They said, what's a VHS? <laughs> he brought a VHS tape. He said, Charlie, I want you to see this because I, I, you know, after that happened, guys, I couldn't shut my mouth. I was just talking all the time. Man, God, man, I felt this tapping on the You know, I was just telling everybody. Man, Dave Robinson tapped me on my nose. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking it was Dave. The pastor brought the VHS tape. And I saw the whole thing. And when he said, who do you think is coming up on you now? It's the Holy Ghost. And this is what he did to me and Grabbed us by the side of our head. And I looked at that and I rewound it back and I said, and I remember it was a gentle tap, and that's when God said, I heard you, son, when you said that man shall not touch you. Man didn't touch you. I touch you. I touch you. Don't ever forget it. And I've never forgotten it. So if anybody comes up to me and say, God ain't touching anybody, I'm going to say, well, who was that that tapped me on my nose that faithful night? Because I'm going to guarantee you that wasn't man. That wasn't man. And I hit the ground. I hit the ground. We have a group of people that says that God ain't healing, God ain't touching, but that's a lie. That's a lie. Look, everyone, we are in the times of refreshing. We are in the time of refreshing. The Bible says this is something that is so beautiful. And a lot of people, Garland, have really missed this. It speaks about it. I think it's in Acts. Where is it at? Where is it? I think I got the note here. It's in Acts. Uh, it's in Acts 3, 19 through 22. I'm going to end with this scripture. I, I'm, we're going to end with this. But it's in Acts 19 through 22, chapter 3. 
Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. See, I know that we have entered this season of times of refreshing. And then he goes on, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive, heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. I believe that we are entering into the times of the restorations of all things. There's been a doctrine that's came forth, and I know, Garland, I think you probably heard of this, where a lot of people have said that this scripture means that God is going to restore everything, even the fallen angels, even Satan. And I'm like, how can that be? Because, see, there's two, there's a significant difference between Lucifer and Adam. Lucifer was cast out. He was cast out. Adam fell. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. And then another thing that's beautiful about Adam, when Adam fell, he tried to cover his own sin. But God said, uh-uh, take that garment off. And God clothed him in his own covering. And that was the first sacrifice to cover the sin of man. Did he do that with Lucifer? No. Lucifer was cast out. And then what did he do with Adam and Eve after they fell? He didn't cast them out of the garden. He led them out of the garden. That's the big difference. I'm sorry. Satan and his fallen angels are not going to be restored. This is what God said to me about the restoration of all things. Every aborted child that was aborted, everyone that was aborted, that anointing, that calling, that word, that elite one that was called to the womb of its mother that didn't come forth, that that they were sent to do shall, be, shall happen because his word says, that his word cannot return void. Know this, that the word created everything. It says it in the Gospel of John, the first chapter, the first verse. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word is God, and the word, and, and it was God. And everything that was made, that was made, was made by who? The word. So whenever a baby is conceived, that's a word inside of a woman. That's a word. And that word that was aborted, it cannot return void. So God says that, that 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 one was sent to do, it shall come back and it shall be completed. God also said those that didn't come into everything that they were sent him to do, that they didn't walk in the authority that God sent him, you sent them here to do, they, that anointing, that call shall be fulfilled before Jesus comes. The restoration of all of that that God sent, it shall happen. That's why I know that this latter rain is a great rain, y'all. This latter glory is a glorious glory. It's something that the earth has not seen, but the earth has been crying out for it. You see, the earth has been crying out for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. How many sons and how many daughters do we have up in this house tonight? Come on. 
Come on, and many more shall come. We're going to see a harvest like we have never seen before, and we are privileged to be alive right now. I fret not what they say that the enemy is trying to do. I don't care about COVID. I don't care about Putin. I don't care about what's going on with this wickedness in this world. I know I got a word from God, and I know that that word is a sure word, and that word will accomplish what he sent it to do, and he's given me a word, and everything that is in me shall be accomplished because I'm not letting it go back because God is not going to allow it to go back. So I'm going to do what God has sent me here to do. How about you? Say yes. yes. Hallelujah. Guys, we have so much inside of you. You are not insignificant. You are very, very important to God. One of the reasons why Kim stopped traveling, one of the reasons why God did with Kim what he did with Kim, Kim had a very prosperous, itinerant ministry. He went from church to church to church to church, prophesying to people. People would line up outside the door at times to receive a prophetic word from, from, from God through Kim. All of a sudden, God said, I'm jealous because they're coming to you to get to me. And that ain't cool. That ain't cool. So I want you to go to Detroit. I want you to dwell. And I want you to worship me. And that's what we begin to do. We worship in Detroit. He sent us to New York. Worship. We worship in New York. Then he sent us to California, Hollywood. We worship. That's what we did. Our crowds, they died off. Where we would have 2,500 to 3,000 people, Bethany, all of a sudden, and I'm serious, it went down to 30 to 35 people a night. And so you know what that means? Finances. You know, went down the toilet. But guess what? He was obedient. Verse Samuel, it says it's so beautiful that obedience is greater than sacrifice. He was obedient, yes, and God would always come at the right time with a miracle that would save us. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> man, every time my phone rings, who is it this time? Who is it this time? <laughs> who is it this time? Who is it? Bank of America? <laughs> it's Capital One? <laughs> who is it? Well, tell them I'm not at home. See, we didn't have a cell phone then. We had that landline, you know? You know, so, so we had that little answer machine. Them, you know what I'm saying? You know, go all the way back, and I listened to it. Uh, this is uh, Bank of America. Can you give us a call? This is the mortgage department. You're about eight months behind on your mortgage. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stretching that a little bit, but we were behind. Why? Because finances wasn't coming in. But guess what? God always showed up. And he would bless us. And he would take us out. And we just kept being obedient. And then finally, he showed Kim. Beautiful, beautiful. I promise I was going to end with the other one, but I will end with this one. This, this is really going to bless you right here. You see, when we obeyed God, it didn't matter what the circumstances were. God always showed up at the right time. God doesn't show up in the Kronos moment. He shows up in the Kairos moment. See, Kairos is God's timing, which is whenever he wants to. See, you see, we're stuck in this Kronos, and we want everything, you know, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. You know that app, tick-tock, tick-tock, you know? That's, that's the way we are, but God is it, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick, you know, it's, he, he, whatever he wants, you know? Kairos is his time, right? And so here we are. We, 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 we got 30 people on a given night. 
And Kim would spare no expenses, Garland. You know, we'd go to Fairfax, Hollywood, there in California, and, and, and he'll spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 on a sound system and a big lighting rig and everything, and 30 people would come. And I, I, I just know that him and Jane got in probably some good arguments. You can't keep doing this. We, God, I got to do it. I got to do it. And God would always show up. We finally had a New Year's Eve service, Joshua. New Year's Eve service in the same uh, 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 high school. We were in Fairfax High School in their auditorium. We had a New Year's Eve. For some beautiful reason, the place was jam-packed. This was a big high school. This auditorium seat, 1,500 plus, jam-packed. This is what happened. We worshiped again. We just worshiped. And then this song of the Lord came. Do you remember this song? It was a song that went like this. If you build me an altar in this place, I'll send the rain. Kim began to sing this over and over and over again. He had the people sing it. But what it was, it was a conversation between God and his prophet. If you build me an altar in this place, as it keeps going out. Blue, yeah. If you build me an altar in this place, I send the rain. And then he sung a couple of stanzas of that. And then Kim said, I will build you an altar in this place. So send the rain. He sung that a couple of times, and then God sung back to him. You have built me an altar in this place. I will send the rain. And that became such a powerful song. And, the, and he was singing this, and tears was just streaming down his face. It was such a beautiful moment between Prophet Kim Clement and his father, his God, his Christ. And what God was showing him is that you have obeyed me. Because what I wanted you to do was build an altar of worship so that people would know to come and worship me. Because in their worship, I would take them out of their lethargy. I would take them away from their problems. They would elevate above their circumstances. For then, when I inhabit their worship, their praise, they will begin to see what I see. They will begin to know what I know. And once they see and know what I know, then they will enter that that they have seen, enter that that they have known or have come knowledge to. And then once you enter into that, the inheritance of that that you have seen and heard and entered into shall begin to be yours. And it will go not only just to you or your next generation, but even to the fourth generation. And that's exactly what happened. So you know what? He sung that song. The next time we went to Fairfax, 30 people showed up. But it didn't bother us. Then Jane had the idea. Internet. We must broadcast through the internet. You know what God did on that night? He actually prophetically showed Kim that he would look into a camera and he will begin to worship like God told him to. And in that auditorium, where, did y'all ever come to the den? Did you ever come to the den? You know how many people we could put in there? In yeah, in California. 
you can only put 35 or 40 people in that room, right? So the exact same thing that was happening in Fairfax with 30 to 35 people, it was in the tent, but through the cameras, hundreds of thousands were worshiping God, were, were tuning in and tapping in and becoming what God wanted them to become. Out of Kim's obedience, God began to send the rain. And then when Kim transitioned, Everybody said, House of Destiny is over. You guys better go get another job. You guys are done for. House of Destiny is still going. You know why? Because God is sending the rain. God is sending the rain for out of the obedience of his servant, his son, Kim Clement. God made a promise. And let me tell you something. When God promised something, it's a sure thing. You can bet on it. I want you to know that God is showing each and every one of you who you are. Know who you are tonight. Don't walk out of this building thinking that you are insignificant. Know that you have a very, very important part to play for God. That he is not a respecter of persons. That we are all his sons and daughters in Christ. Come on, give God a big praise offering. Come on up. Come on up. I hope you guys were really blessed by this. Let me tell you something. I had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful Look, man, I've been before. I've been on TBN. I've been, I've been to places, and I've had so much fun here. Can I come back? Can I come back? Man, I love it. I love it, brother. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Amen. What a solid word. to our lives. Yes. Don't leave here and leave what you received here. Yes. We, we, oh, I don't want it in here. I want you to take it home with you. And I want you to begin to think on it, meditate on it, and begin to grow with it. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I, love, I love the Word of God, and I'm convinced that your faith is going to grow as your knowledge grows. So we talked, he talked about that tonight, talking about perception, the rod, the, the almond tree. Perception in the Word of God sets you free. Perception in the Word of God brings you peace. But perception in the Word of God brings you into your breakthrough for tomorrow. Now I'm, and we're going to receive an offering, okay? The Word says, give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now, let's look at that for a moment. The word is perpetual. It will not return void. But it keeps going and going. So here, if we take that word and we look at it from one, one perspective, when I give, it's going to be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall he cause men to give into my bosom? Amen. Now, if I take that from a second portion of that, we have been given tonight a word that is life-changing. Powerful. Solid word. Give, we have been given to. Now for us to give and respond to that word brings this. A press down, good measure, coming into my life. That makes sense. So that word that we have heard, 
that when we give into that word as a, as a blessing because of us being given to, then what the reward of that is, it's going to come into my life, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. What's going to come into my life? The word that we just heard. That's a breakthrough word. That's a powerful word. And so I want you, I want you, I want you just for a moment just to ask God, what would you have me give tonight? All this whole offering is going to our brother. There will be nothing taken from this. So every penny will go to him. So I want you, I want you just to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to give tonight in this offering? What would you have me to give in return to what has been given to me? I'm going to tell you, you can go to a movie house over here, and you're going to be paying some money to go to a movie. But they want your money up front. Whether you like that movie or not, they got their money. And then they're going to hit you with the popcorn and everything else. Let me tell you, this word has been given freely, and we can respond now in giving out of what we perceive, here's perception, perceive that that word is going to do in our life. Right. Well, making sense. Yeah. So I can expect when I turn loose of what's in my hand for it to come into my life, this word, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That, that word's going to increase and bring abundance in your life. Yeah. Amen. So if you would stand to your feet, we're going to pray. We're going to receive the offering, and then my wife is going to come. She wants to say something. Is that right? Are you, are you going to play a little bit no, more no, here? No, 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 I think I'm done. You're done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Amen. If you're making a checkout, make it to Praise Church and uh, Praise Church of Ascension. And we'll um, get all everything to them. If you're doing a credit card, I think there's a place on the form there. And then there's also text to give. I'm, I'm a check writer. Text to give is beyond me right now, but uh, I'm learning and I'm going to get to it. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word. I thank you for a friend that's come into our house that preached your word today that caused change to take place in our life, Lord, and we're appreciative of that. Lord, we ask you right now that you begin to move on our life as we give. And, Lord, we ask you that your blessings be upon him and upon his family. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that they would prosper in every way. Father, I ask you to bring abundance into their life. Lord, open doors, oh God, in their life. Let, let every day of their week they have a choice of whether they want to go to a, a venue or not, Lord. And, Father, we give you praise and we give you glory for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the back is our... Our handsome usher there tonight, and he's there to receive your offering. Those of you that are watching by, by whatever means you're watching by, if you want to give, you can go to Praise Church of Louisiana. There's a place that you can give, or I don't know if they're flashing up the uh, giving by text. It's on there. You can uh, give by that also. Amen? Amen. Thank you all for coming tonight and for tuning in uh, online. Um, be seated just a second, and then we're going to dismiss you. Um, I wanted to uh, thank you because I know some of you drove quite a distance. I don't know everybody in here, but I know a lot of y'all. I know we got my, my Golden Meadow uh, Galliano family. 
Y'all are family to us. The Gilbos and the Bilbos, we're family. I mean, can't get any better than that. <laughs> and the Broussards, and we're so glad to have y'all here. And I know that Stan and Kathy drive such a long difference, distance, and thank you for leading worship for us this morning. Marilyn sent me texts and said, Stan did amazing today and pictures of you up here singing. I haven't seen it yet. It'll be online. I'll get to check it out. But uh, thank you all, and thank you for coming back. I know it was a lot, some of you from Baton Rouge and different areas and all. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. Some of you ladies in here told me you're coming to the luncheon next Monday. I have to turn in your menu options by Wednesday. So if you get a chance, go online and, and finalize that and let me know. And um, also, uh, I was going to acknowledge Kathy, but it looks like she stepped out. Okay, all right. And um, and anyway, just keep everybody in prayer. Several people in here are having some physical challenges and a few different things, but we're people of faith, and we're expecting testimonies and breakthrough on all of those situations and uh, believing God for a turnaround. We want to let you know that, uh, as, uh, as Prophet Charlie said, he's, he's done invited himself back. <laughs> Open invitation. And then August 18th through the 21st, we will be hosting the ministry of Prophet Patrick Kitely. He will be in Homa at Cross Church, and also he will be here. So when he, uh, when he comes in, he always goes to Cross Church for at least one service, sometimes two, but sometimes he goes in there and meets with just their leadership. So I'm not real sure about all of the exact dates yet of when he will be here, there, everywhere else. But I do know it's August 18th through the 21st. That is confirmed. We are still um, awaiting a final answer about a healing revival that we are going to be uh, hosting a, a Miracles and Healing Crusade, and that will be this year. We will be hosting that, and we're very excited about it. Unlocked Women's Conference is in July. So if you're not connected on our email list, please take a minute and do that or like our Facebook page because we're a very active ministry. We do lots of opportunities, have lots of opportunities. We want you to be able to know about all of our events that are upcoming. And um, also, I'm glad to have Sylvia Janes here. She heads up a outreach or a group called The Remnant. And they had a meeting last night, I know. And, uh, and then Charlie was part of a meeting yesterday. And we didn't get to participate in that just because we just can't. We're not like the Lord, omnipresent. Now, I, I tell my mother, who's going to be 87 in a few days, I say, Mother, you're not old, and none of us are getting old, but we might be maturing a little bit, okay? <laughs> Slowing down and getting a little tired. But, I mean, she just published another book recently, so, I mean, I don't think she's quitting anytime soon. But, you know, so we keep on keeping on for the kingdom of God. So we love you all. And get connected with us so that we can let you know about things we're, we're doing. And if you can't come to some of the events, but you know somebody that it might bless, share it with them because maybe their schedule's free and they can come and participate. So anyway, God bless you all. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you soon. You are, you, oh, oh, CDs. We have Charlie's CDs in the foyer. What's the price?